When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Following is a Learfield presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Let's talk Wolverines hoops. Live from the Pretzel Bell on Main Street in Ann Arbor, this is Inside Michigan Basketball. Over the next hour, we'll catch up with Jawan Howard and Kim Barnes-Arico to hear the very latest on Michigan men's and women's basketball. Here are your hosts, national champion Terry Mills and the voice of Michigan basketball, Brian Bush. Oh, it's good to be doing this again, in person, with an applause, a live audience. And with the national champ, Terry Mills, I am indeed Brian Bush. Great crowd, great night, and hey, some great talk about basketball. We might sprinkle in a little football, too. Yeah, I think the town is probably still buzzing a little bit over that. So uh, we definitely got to talk about that. But, uh, hey, what a start, man, by the women. The women off to a 7-0 start. And, uh, hey, what, it was exciting watching them last year, man. I tell you, yeah. man. I, I said in that off season for both the men and the women, there were so many difficult times last year. And for all that the players and coaches endured and, and, and all those challenges, they helped make everyone else's lives in Ann Arbor a little bit easier during all of that. And listen, it would have been great to watch them even if they would not have gone to the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. But boy, that was extra special. Yeah, they just had you glued to the TV because I mean, I was glued to the TV every time they played because when you're in a, in a COVID situation like we was, that's all you could do was watch TV, and that's what I did. Uh, I mean, 
pre-COVID, you were just sitting around watching basketball too. No, no, not really. Okay, not, not, sure. Not really, yeah, no, I've met you. Not really. uh, so we have a doubleheader here live at Pretzel Bell tonight. We'll be inside Michigan basketball. Then coming up uh, from Schembechler Hall, it'll be inside Michigan football from 8 to 9 o'clock tonight here on the basketball show. Head coach Juwan Howard will join us momentarily. We'll have Danielle Rausch and Carrie Moore from Michigan women's basketball no Coach Rico this week, but I promise you we'll have her back in a couple of weeks to talk about her milestone victory over the weekend, win number 200 at U of M. Uh, and then on the football show, head coach Jim Harbaugh, both coordinators, Josh Gaddis and Mike McDonald, and offensive tackle Ryan Hayes. All of that to come here over the next two hours. We will have head coach Juwan Howard in a bit. Terry and I will come back. We'll, we'll talk a little basketball, talk a little football right here live from Pretzel Bell in downtown Ann Arbor. This is Inside Michigan Basketball from Learfield. We're live at the Pretzel Bell for Inside Michigan Basketball. Here again, Brian Bush and Terry Mills. Indeed, we are the first ever edition of Inside Michigan Basketball here at Pretzel Bell. They've done such great work hosting Inside Michigan Hockey. We'll be back tomorrow from 6 to 7 with head coach Mel Pearson and the hockey team. I'll tell you what, Terry, it's been amazing uh, with, with not just the basketball side, the football side, but all of the tremendous success that Michigan athletics has been able to have here, not just this season, but you think about last year, including a national championship with women's gymnastics. Uh, there is a camaraderie. I know you experienced it when you played here. Yeah, it's just a special time in Ann Arbor right now. And, uh, you know, you had a chance to see that when you looked at the football team. You know, it was just kind of like Michigan just being on display. I mean, you couldn't be prouder to be a Michigan man, to see Jawan up there on the panel and Coach Harbaugh win and – Desmond Howard, and, man, I mean, it was just – it was special. You know, I mean, I, I, the hair stood up on the back of my neck, and I don't even have it here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there might be a little bit yeah, there. Yeah, okay. I can find a little bit. Uh, and, and we'll ask Coach Howard about this when he gets here. Uh, there was such a cool moment that was captured right after the end of the game on Saturday with Coach Howard and Coach Harbaugh embracing – for probably as long as anyone did in that mosh pit. It was just, hey, hello, and then move on to the next person because it was it was a, an organized mess. And those two, and, and you think about the relationship with Coach Howard and Coach Rico, there is a real bond and a camaraderie there where if Coach Harbaugh can help Coach Howard or vice versa, they're right there ready to do it. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people from behind the scenes get a chance to see that, but those coaches do pop in on different practices and – quite sure Juwan don't know anything about hockey, but he will pop in every now and then to, you know, just see what's going on in the, in the hockey arena. So, uh, you know, it's just special just to see that all of them kind of working together. And, and those and those games for the, you know, the, the other sports, right? You have football recruits who come to see basketball games. You'll have basketball players go to see football games. Gosh, I mean, Kobe Bufkin, uh, one of the many talented freshmen on this Michigan men's basketball team, he is from Grand Rapids, said that he didn't come to a lot of basketball games growing up at Michigan, but he came to a lot of football games, and, and that's a heck of a recruiting tool. Hey, you know, you're going to have a chance to go and, and hang out with 111,000 people when, uh, when you have an off day on a Saturday. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But one thing, as athletes, we think we can do it all. So I'm quite sure Kobe Bufkin said he can play football. Yeah. And, you know, vice versa, you know, and he probably said he can play hockey too. There's probably some of those 
out there to say they can do that. So you never know. Yeah, I mean, three-sport athletes, that's a, that's definitely a thing. Uh, on the basketball side, let, let's start with the women. 7-0 uh, and off to a tremendous start. When you've had a chance to watch them play, what has been your early impressions of that ball club? Well, you know what? They've had a lot of lineups changing, you know, going throughout. And uh, for them to be 7-0 and right now is special because I think they've probably had five or six different lineups throughout the season. Yeah, no doubt. And, and as for the men, what have been your early impressions through six games? Well, just the growth that I'm seeing in these young men. I know it's going to take time, and, you know, I just asked our fan base to be patient. You know, uh, when you start hearing that, hey, you got a top five recruiting class or the number one recruiting class, I think you got to look at the Fab Five and you say that that was a special unit where you could put five guys out there and they could win, but I don't think you could do that in, in today's times. Now, that round of applause you heard, T Terry gave great analysis on the women's basketball team, but that was not what the applause was for. It was for the arrival of head coach Jawan Howard. And, and, Coach, before we talk about basketball, take me to Saturday and that experience for you as a fan, as a Michigan man taking in all of that. Well, first I want to say uh, hello, everyone, and thank you for being here. Thank you for the support to the program. Uh, and then to get to your question, uh, that was one of the most amazing moments uh, of my life to get an opportunity to experience uh, Michigan football beating the Ohio State University in the, the big house. Wow. Uh, it was a long time since I, I've seen something like that back when my, my days here at Michigan. You know, I was fortunate enough to see it where we beat them twice and we tied once. But to get a chance to see it now at, at age 48, that was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, Coach, I know you had some, probably had some recruits in, and Coach Harwell had some recruits in. Um, what was your experience like, first of all, when you were recruited? Do you remember the team that Michigan might have played uh, during your recruiting time? I'm quite sure it wasn't amazing as uh, the other day. I, I would say this. I don't remember it being a, a high-level <laughs> opponent like that. <laughs> but I, I do remember my first time walking to the big house and seeing, you know, over 110,000 you know, fans there to support the football team. And my first experience and my, and my reaction was like, wow, like this is what it looks like. Oh, my gosh. And uh, now, you know, let's fast track. I'm here. And every day I walk into that stadium, I have the same feeling. Like it doesn't get old to me at all whatsoever. And now with, the, you know, being a part of it and being a coach here and, you know, my dreams have come true on so many levels. And now um, – with experiencing with my players and, and seeing the recruits and their reaction and their parents, I'm like, I got you too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cameras showed that interaction with you and Coach Harbaugh after the game. Why was it important for you to find him and, and to share that moment? Well, to be honest with you, I didn't find him. Uh, I happened to be walking out of the stadium and, you know, there was a lot of fans rushing the field. And, and as I, you know, made my little angle and I was – you know, with, uh, you know, our security guy as well as uh, Abigail. And, you know, we didn't get trampled, uh, making sure that she didn't fall, I didn't fall. And, and then all of a sudden, as we were walking up this to uh, approach the, the tunnel, I looked up to my right, and I'm like, oh, there's Coach. And, and I was fanning. <laughs> I was like a fan. <laughs> I'm like, wow, let, let's go over there. And uh, as I was talking to myself, uh, she go, I was like, Whatever. I got high up. I got up in a moment, and you know, I just give him the support and, and letting him know how we appreciate and you know what he and his staff has done, and 
uh, it was great just to uh, to experience it and be there in person. I'm, I'll never forget that moment. Yeah, and for me as a, as a Michigan man, I had told our, our fan base before that, you know, it was just a special moment to see all of Michigan on display. It was you. It was Desmond. It was yeah. anywhere you look, it was on display. And yes. you had a chance to even talk with Lee Corso. I'm a big fan of his also. And the only <laughs> thing I was disappointed about is that you didn't tell him it was for competitors only. <laughs> <laughs> all right, T, all I was thinking about was getting that pencil, man. He, he didn't give me one of his pencils. And I was like, oh, God, I want that pencil. But, but you know, it was great, man, to be there with Des. And, you know, Desmond asked me, and you know, I will never say no to Desmond. And I'm, I'm not a big, you know, no offense, but I'm not a big media guy. And I, you know, I kind of shy away from a lot of that attention, believe it or not. <laughs> but uh, that moment right there was a special time of game day because I'm a huge fan of the show. And, you know, it's a wonderful show, great, you know, uh, material that's presented every Saturday and, and just the energy that they bring on the show. And to be have one of our very own, Desmond Howard, to be a part of that, a guy who will, I look at his family, you know, I'm always going to support him. You're so laser focused when, when you have a basketball game uh, from the fan support perspective, whether it was during the game and just how loud that place was or afterward when you're down there with a sea of humanity. Uh, I'm sure it might be tough, at, at, you know, in the middle of a second half of a basketball game, but, but did you have a chance to kind of soak that in and, and just know, wow, there, there are 111,000 people here. Most are wearing maize, and, and, and that's what this fan base is all about. Well, you know, Michigan, one thing we do first, I would say we travel well. And we always have support no matter where we go. I'm sure with the women's team being in Florida, they were there. When we were in Vegas, you know, our fan base was there, and we were strong. And just to see it now we're in Arbor, you know, and I tell it all the time to – you know, people that we recruit and folks that ask me why I leave Miami. And Arbor is a special place, and it's a place that you have to experience in order to understand exactly what I mean. And now, you know, we, I think we pr probably hold, like, it's, what, 120 residents here in Ann Arbor? Yeah. <laughs> they always at the football game. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't a lot of people at home on Saturday. Right, right, right yeah. But overall, man, it's just a beautiful town. I mean, it's not a beautiful town. It's a beautiful city. Yeah, Coach, just to go into a little practices, and you know Jace had a broken nose, and right. John's had a couple black eyes. I'm wondering if you got boxing gloves at practice. or what's going <laughs> Are on? they playing football? Yeah, are you playing football? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny you say John's and Jace. I mean, like, I knew it was going to happen at some point. You know, we have, you know, physical players competing and they all want minutes, and they know that your minutes are sometimes one, if not all the time, in practice. And with John's rolling to the basket and Jace is doing his job, being there on the tag to Chuck, and John's did not look, and he hit him with an elbow right there on the bridge. And today he had surgery. Surgery went well, and he's home now. And he's miserable, you know, with all these different stints up his nose. And, you know, when I get home, uh, you know, he's fortunate enough to have his mom here and I'm embarrassing her right now his mom is here and she's uh, taking care of her baby uh, I'm gonna get over there and rub the baby myself and okay. check on him and see if he's all right but, but I told him this he don't want to hear dad's story I broke my nose three times playing ball three times and that's why I look funny looking <laughs> we're with the head coach Jawan Howard here on Inside Michigan Basketball 
live from the pretzel. Listen, it was fun on Zoom with you last year, but I'm, I'm glad yeah. we're back. I'm glad yeah. we're here. Yeah. It's one of the many uh, good perks about the new normal. We'll come back with Coach Howard, talk a little more basketball, hear from the Pretzel Bell, and on Inside Michigan Basketball from Learfield. We're talking Michigan men's and women's basketball live from the Pretzel Bell in downtown Ann Arbor. Now, let's head back to the show. It's a doubleheader here on your radio with Inside Michigan Basketball until 8 o'clock. Inside Michigan Football coming up 8 to 9. Coach Harbaugh, Josh Gaddis, Mike McDonald, and Ryan Hayes coming up for that one. Uh, Coach, each week I, I would like to do this year a staff spotlight and highlight someone on your staff. We'll start with some of the assistants and First up is, is someone you know very, very well, and, and Howard Isley, uh, you brought him in from the NBA ranks. He's acclimated to this college level. It, it seems like he's really embraced it. Has that been everything you were hoping for when you decided to bring him onto your staff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Howard was doing a phenomenal job on the NBA level, uh, working with some you know, great teams, and he once worked for the Clippers and New York and Washington, and you know, for him to you know, take this step and trusting the vision that I painted to him, and and, and honoring it, and uh, and being joining me on this uh, on this beautiful journey, I, I think it's beautiful that we have a you know a guy who I've known for a very long time and built the trust with, and you know I think he trusted my word. You know I felt <laughs> the word has been you know bond for years, and you know our relationship you know lasts you know a, a lifetime because of his family and my family. You know we've always been very close. Yeah, well, I'll go back a little further with him. We, we, I won't call him Howard Eyes. We call him H-O. H-O. That's H-O. Uh, you probably remember from the I remember from the Perry Watson days yeah. of being yeah. at Detroit Southwestern and uh, always a special talent. And, uh, you know, he played behind John Stockton, but he used to kill us, man, in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I was like, man, what's going on with this guy? Yeah, he did the same to our team sometimes too. <laughs> you know that U, Utah system was uh, very detailed. Uh, didn't make many mistakes. Um, you know, you had the right guys that played the right way. Uh, that you know, with the leadership and hearing some of the stories about you know the late uh, Jerry Sloan and you know, being a great coach and a pioneer and uh, of the game of basketball and coaching and also uh, being a Hall of Famer. You know, his work speaks for itself, and Howard and his teammates have bought in. And you know, Howard has you know has really talked about you know what Sloan has done and impacted his college, his I'm sorry, NBA career as, as long as uh, as well as coaching. And some of the things that we you know we talk in our coaches meetings, you know, you can tell like Howard has some of that Jerry Sloan DNA. Six games in, and obviously a lot of practice and working out leading up to the start of the regular season. Just how different has this lead up in the early stages of this year been versus last year? And, and and how much more appreciative are you of kind of this normal after what you and this ball club had to go through a year ago? Well, I mean, we're almost normal. We're not there yet. Not totally, but, yep. Um, we're uh, forging ahead, and we're going to continue to keep uh, grinding and uh, keep buying into, you know, all the leadership that's being displayed within the Michigan Athletics you know, I give credit to Ward Manuel and his staff for doing a phenomenal job. Uh, from last year, was that figuring it out the new normal and learning as we go, and our student athletes doing 
you know, an exceptional, you know, job as far as sacrificing uh, their college, you know, year and, uh, you know, what college life was all about. And now, fast forward, we're here. And sometimes, you know, I still have to remind our guys about, you know, we're not out of the clear yet. Uh, still wearing your mask and, you know, practicing social distancing. And, you know, we have, you know, all our sports are playing, thank God. Um, also, you know, we have students on campus and we have fans in the building. The, the best part about it is the fans being in the building, you know, the energy from the crowd and uh, seeing our families there, uh, you know, Michigan alums, uh, as well as uh, Mays Rage and, you know, getting a chance to see some of the other sports teams to be present and support the team. Uh, now, you know, it, it gives you know, a special, you know, you know, feeling to, to that experience. And now, now Hunter and and Jason and others who were South freshmen last year, now sophomores, uh, now they get to understand what Michigan and being at Chrysler is all about. Yeah, you know, you got a team with a lot of freshmen, a lot of talent. In your opinion, what, what, what's kind of the last thing that the freshmen actually get? Because I, one of your favorite gestures when freshmen get in the game is this. Like, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, the, yeah, just can you slow down? down? You know, I, I mean, can you can you go through that of – of what you're trying to uh, accomplish with that? Well, I mean, their heart is in the right place. I mean, and all the players are. But, but as you know, it's, you know, freshmen, you know, we, we, they're going to make freshman mistakes. But I still have seniors making freshman mistakes. So <laughs> right, <let> me, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but everything is a teachable moment. And I'm learning from them as well as they're learning from me. But at the same time, you know, you, you want to, you know, get them to buy in. And I mean, speaking of all the players, not just freshmen, just buy into simple, you know, uh, boring is good. That's always been my slogan lately. Boring is good. You know, the no look passes, let's, let's make sure we look at the, your teammate, make sure he's open and then deliver the pass. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, you and I both have been in that situation where we want to make that low look pass and, and then all of a sudden you see that no look pass going out of there, out of bounds, or, you know, you're assuming that your teammate is open and we're not creating a passing lead or uh, just, uh, at times we're learning about what boxing out on, on rebounds is all about. But hey, there's never been a moment when I'm driving in and I'm saying, you know what, what am I doing? I never second-guess this. I love it because I have players that want to learn. They ask questions, um, high-character guys, and um, they're making some of the same mistakes I made when I was freshman. Yeah, well, you get an opportunity to teach at the college level, at the professional level. <laughs> You don't on, get a whole. Come on, man. That's why I'm here. I, 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 I'm not I on the NBA that. level. I, I know that. Because you know, know what that's about I, I, there. I, I know why you're here. Exactly. Yes, yes. I mean, come on. If I'm telling the guy to box out, they're looking at me like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you box out. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. No, not all, guys. I'm just right, joking. Right. Not all pros. But um, this this is a, a beautiful time for me serving, man, to giving and to being able to teach the, the small things that really matters in, in basketball that hopefully that was results to winning. Musa Diabate, I think, has, has already started to become one of the fan favorites. He captivated the crowd in Las Vegas against UNLV. Just how infectious is that young man? Away from the court, away from basketball, because it, it, it feels like it comes off the screen, off the court when he's out there. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll give you one example. Uh, we had our last home game, and Musa may have made an emotional play and may have said some words that the referee did not agree with that was not respecting the game. 
And then I just said to Musa, I called him over and I said, hey, you, we can't use those words, but continue with that energy. <laughs> and that energy feeds off uh, of the entire group because in every possession, he's out there uh, competing at a high level. And that's all that he knows. And I, I watched it when he was on the AU level. I watched it when he played at IMG. And I said, that guy, I want in the trenches with me because I know what I'm getting every time, all the time. He's a competitor. And, and Musa told me you guys met before when you were still in Miami and he was still pretty young. I'm amazed by how quickly and how well he speaks English. He told me he would read the dictionary and just find words. Your first interactions from him, uh, with him, was was he that same way? And, and, and just how eloquent was that young man? And Musa is a very bright young man. And he speaks more than just one language. And, yeah. um, you know, for a dumb coach like me, I only speak one language. I feel so bad that I should have, you know, really taken advantage of Spanish in, at University of Michigan. And I forgot all of it. Uh, Musa is just sharp as they come. He speaks Spanish. He speaks French. He speaks English. And, you know, I, you can sit and hold a conversation with him. And... You know, he's very uh, articulate. Uh, he's, like I say, he thinks before he speaks. Um, and he has a lot of joy to, you know, that lights up a room. Yeah, Coach, take me through your uh, Thanksgiving. I know you had a lot of uh, your players over. <laughs> yes. You weren't one of those coaches that let them eat everything and then tried to run it out of them? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, that – that moment right there at the house, I told him, I said, you know, you guys are welcome to come over. And uh, you don't have to even look at my face. You can go down there after you finish eating, go downstairs and, you know, lay on the couch, kick your shoes off, grab a blanket, fall asleep. You know, fortunate enough, God, would, God blessings that, you know, I have another room where you, I can disappear. Well, you don't even think coach is there. Okay. And uh, that, we had over half the team present and a couple of their parents showed up. We had a really good feast. Um, now it's time to get rid of the leftovers because I ate the leftovers for like two after Thanksgiving. I ate the leftovers on Friday and Saturday, and so uh, and Sunday. I had a little bit on Sunday too. That's what's good about Thanksgiving, you know, the leftovers and the sides. I love sides. What's your favorite? Yeah. Well, my favorite is not stuffing. I like dressing. dressing. Yeah, I'm from Chicago, man. You know we. Grandma used to cook the dressing. Yeah, so I'm, I'm big on dressing and greens. I love greens. Um, and mac and cheese is good, but I'm big on greens and dressing. I like it. Uh, before we let you go, uh, we're going to have assistant coach Kerry Moore and Daniel Rausch of Michigan women's basketball off to a 7-0 start. What have you seen from that team so far? Man, I'm just going to sit in their practices and learn from them because I need, we need to take a page out of their book. <laughs> they have a great coach. Amazing staff and a new staff. It just came in and just hit the ground running. But that shows you the type of leadership that they have. Um, and Kim and her, Kim getting her 200 win. I mean, that's – On Saturday. That was a heck of a Saturday for Michigan. And they just pour water all over. I was wondering, like, what type of sneakers she was wearing because if they were those new kicks, like some of those uh, Michigan retros, then I know Kim just ruined those. But anyway, <laughs> she wasn't worried about her sneakers. She was worried about, you know, how exciting it was to be able to get that 200 victory, to win that championship over there in, uh, what was it, Daytona Beach. Um, you know, we have an amazing team that's going to make a huge run. Um, let's talk about the leadership, though. The leadership is big. You know, Nas, you know, and then uh, Danielle is always rocking it with her energy and, 
um, and also making those threes, but making the right play. But I love this to hear and see her smile every day. If she doesn't smile, then something wrong with her because every time I see her, she's smiling. And uh, her dancing, her dancing moves is pretty elite level too. Uh, another thing that I've seen with that team is, uh, you know, having Leah back. Leah back helps a lot. You know, with her, she was down uh, with her injury, but she's she's uh, you know, she's tough. <laughs> I said when I first saw her play last year when she first transferred, I watched the pickup game and I was like, whoa, who's that? She said, young lady know how to play. And then they got a lot of young freshmen that you know, it's pretty exciting to watch as well. They're a pretty deep team uh, with uh, Whitney getting minutes and um, my girl uh, from Chicago, you know, she's starting to you know, you know, get in there and you know, make some good stuff happen. Um, the team is uh, really uh, clicking at the right time. So like I said, you know, we're going to watch some of their practices and see what we can steal to be able to you know, bring on to our level and, and, and play at that, the same level they're playing at. But it doesn't surprise me because, like I said earlier, they got great, great staff. They got uh, amazing parents that support them. They got a good fan base, and I'm one of their biggest fans too. No doubt. There's head coach Juwan Howard, Michigan and North Carolina coming up on Wednesday. We'll, we'll talk to you then, and as always, we appreciate you coming by. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Preston Bell. There's head coach Juwan Howard. We'll have Kerry Moore, Michigan women's basketball assistant coach, when we come back here on Inside Michigan Basketball from Learfield. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Let's return to Brian and Terry for more of tonight's edition of Inside Michigan Basketball. Indeed, we are here at Pretzel Bell in downtown Ann Arbor. Doubleheader inside Michigan basketball until 8 o'clock. Inside Michigan football coming up right at 8. We are, as promised, with assistant coach Kerry Moore of Michigan women's basketball. Can you help us with Coach Howard's mystery? What was Coach Rico wearing during the <laughs> celebration, and is it now ruined? We were just talking about that. I'm pretty sure she had on our travel shoes, so she kind of dressed down a little bit for that game. So if any shoes were going to get messed up, those were the shoes to mess up for sure. What was that like? And, and for somebody who you came from a great program to Michigan to invest, and, and obviously the, the home connection is, is something, and that's relevant, of course, but you also had to buy into Coach Rico. What is it about her, and, and what was it like to celebrate that with her? It was amazing to celebrate with her, but just, you know, celebrate her. Um, and I, I've only been here for a short time, and she's obviously, you know, won a lot of games here at Michigan. But I've, I've watched her from afar, and I've, I've followed her, and I've seen just how, how she leads programs and how hard her teams play and how hard they compete and the energy that they bring every single game and just how they rally around each other and, you know, what the bench looks like and – you know, teams take on the personalities of, of their head coach. And, um, you know, I've, it's been a blessing just to see, you know, how she leads and how she operates every single day for the past seven months. Um, and to be a part of that locker room and to see the girls get so excited to, 
you know, have their water bottles ready as she's turning the corner. I mean, they were hitting it from the front, the back, the side. Uh, I mean, it was, it was just an awesome moment, and, you know, everyone was just so thrilled for her, and, and that just shows, you know, the respect and the appreciation that everybody has for her. Yeah, well, I see where this new energy is coming from, Carrie, with this uh, dancing that you're doing, uh, <laughs> the gritty, the nene, you're doing all that type of stuff. Cause That's I see, all Danielle I, I, right I see, there. I see, I see the girls doing it. Uh, yeah. so, she but, was doing that before I got here. Oh, so. okay, okay, I got you. Yeah, if you could tell me, you know, what that title of recruiting coordinator is because there's always been a myth that I've heard that, you know, if you're coaching out of state, then you can't can't recruit. Mm -hmm. from that state because you don't know anything about that state. And in North Carolina, I mean, you were coming up with the number three, number 10 recruiting classes. So can you kind of tell me what that's about? Yeah. I mean, luckily working at Michigan, you know, the block M that's a, that's a nationwide symbol, worldwide symbol. Um, so we're not only recruiting the state of Michigan, but we're trying to recruit the entire country um, and, you know, the, the world with, you know, signing international kids as well. So, um, but the recruiting coordinator, I mean, it's a title I've had for a long time now during my assistant coaching career. And it really just means you got to be organized <laughs> and keep everybody else in line and make sure they know who they're recruiting, when they're recruiting and where they're recruiting. Um, and so it's, it's been something that I've enjoyed just because I enjoy the relationship aspect of, you know, what recruiting brings and it entails. And, um, you know, luckily when you have success and you sign really good players, um, you know, your name gets mentioned a lot along with it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's strictly about relationships and, and that's how I feel like I've been successful. Where yeah, I've been. So they don't want to take that title away from you, no matter where you I, go. So, I don't want them so, to take so, it away. So, you're assistant coach and they're going to say, yeah. Hey, recruiting coordinator. Yep. Uh, when you were, uh, at North Carolina or some of your previous stops as this Michigan program was climbing, did you sense it from afar? And now that you are here, do you sense that there? is more attention and there are more, you know, more stars in the recruits that are, are interested in coming here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just being from the state, I've followed the program. Um, like I said, I've always followed Coach Rico, but just with the, the run that they had last year in the tournament, I mean, of course I was, you know, I'm, I'm sitting watching that game, um, cheering for Michigan to, you know, to make a run. And so um, just seeing that success and, and that momentum and now being a part of it and talking to recruits, talking to, to families and talking to coaches. I mean, that's what we're selling right now. You know, the, the momentum around our program is incredible and, and we want players that will come and, and help take us to the next level because that's what Danielle and her class, they, they came to Michigan to take it to the next level from where it was when they got here and they've done that. Um, and so we want, we want players that will eventually, you know, help us get to that next spot. Well, Coach, you played at a very high level, played at Western, had all kind of success there, played at the professional level a little bit. Seemed like you just, like, once that was over with, you said, hey, I want to get into coaching because, you know, your career didn't go as long professionally because a lot of people kind of chase that. You know, For they sure. just keep going, keep going five or ten years. You didn't do that. Is this something that you knew you wanted to do right away? Yeah, that's funny you asked because Danielle and I were talking about that briefly on the way here. Um, I So I – but looking back on it now, I wish I would have played, like you said, like five, ten years, enjoy, make money, travel the world. Um, it seems like now an ideal career, and I don't know why when I was in it, I was like, 
uh, I think I want to coach. Like, <laughs> why? Right, right. for what? Right, right, right. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I got to a point. It was kind of a, a crosswords where you know I was, I was trying to wait on what that next season would bring um, internationally, and then an offer opened up at Princeton to hop into the coaching world. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it came a little bit sooner than I expected it. But you know, I've, I've hopped in and haven't looked back since, and it's treated me pretty well. So. What are the unexpected or the things in coaching that maybe you didn't anticipate that you've learned since you started from that transition from playing? Uh, I mean, it's it's a lot harder than some may think. Um, one, just, you know, it's playing for me was the easy, probably the easiest thing that I've ever done because it came so naturally to me. And coaching, coaching is not something that you're just like, well, some people are, I guess, just naturally good at it. But you have to learn how to transfer things. It's not, you can't just show people how to do it. You actually have to help them through it and talk them through it and, you know, watch film and help them make, make them understand, you know. And so I think, you know, it's, it's a lot more complicated than some people think. It also takes a lot more time. As a player, all you see is your coaches at practice and, you know, when they're at games. But there's so much that, that so much more that goes into it um, than just the three hours you might see them in a day. Um, a lot of people always ask, I always laugh because they're like, you know, so you coach for a living? Like, what, what do you do in the off season? Like, <laughs> what does that look like? I'm like, well, we recruit, we have postseason workouts. <laughs> there's, there's a lot that goes into it. So there's really only about two months a year that are a little bit slower than others. So, um, but it's, it's an incredible career and I, I would not trade it for the, the world, so. Yeah, take me through the uh, turkey trot, the 5K ah, yes. run. How about, how about <laughs> that? I mean, I, I've, oh, we have our sources. <laughs> I, yeah. Obviously, you're still very, very active as far as, you know, sports are concerned. Yeah, so we also joked about this as a staff. I've been on the staff for, what, seven, eight months, and we've ran two 5Ks in, <laughs> in eight months, like more than okay. I have in the last five years. Um, but that was something fun I, that our, our staff – uh, found, I think Amy Mulligan, um, our director of operations, found it um, and just sent an email out and said, hey, if you guys want to run this turkey trot, no pressure. Um, it was the morning of Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving morning. So we got up, uh, we left the hotel around 745, made it to the beach 15 minutes later, and uh, all of us were, were signed up, had our, had our little bibs on and, and stretching and ready to roll. And I think, you know, coach, coach signed up for it, her, her two daughters signed up for it, and I think once one of us is in, all of us is in. And I think that's just kind of, you know, where we go when we go all. So I thought when you said 15 minutes later, you were going to say the race, you, you, you were done with the race. I'm like, no. that's, a, that's a pretty good time. It was like five blocks down the road. So we have a quick drive there. <laughs> but about oh. 22 minutes is what it took. So Wow. Yeah. Impressive. That, that faster than me. Um, <laughs> so before we let you go, uh, we're going to have Danielle here momentarily join the show. What has she meant to you and your acclimation to this program and, and just to this team as a whole? Danielle's everything. I mean, she's she's the glue. She's the X factor. She's the energy. She's the connector. She's a leader. Um, just, I mean, and we talk about how it might be hard for some to do that, and she makes it makes it look really easy. And I know it's not, but because we've got so many young kids, and we've, you know, we've we've got a an interesting team of underclassmen and, and upperclassmen, and she's she's being asked to do a lot, and she's constantly in coach's office, um, you know, just talking about the team and what it takes to be a great leader, um, and just everything she can do to try and help this team, she's doing it. And she's leading by example. She's leading with her voice. She's leading with her energy um, and leading with her effort every single day. I mean, and I, I, we just talked about this today too. I got a chance to actually witness it like against a, you know, two really good teams down in Florida. 
Um, and she was just on another level. And it's just incredible to, to watch her play that way and, and do the things you know, that she's been doing because she's worked incredibly hard for it. I, ha I wasn't around for it, but all I hear in practice every single day is how hard Danielle Roush worked for three years to, to put herself in a position to do what she's doing right now. So it's just great to be a part of it. Yeah, Coach, I have no doubt you will become a head coach one day. So we're going to put you on the spot here. Okay. Give me the scouting report for Louisville. Oh, well, uh, thankfully it's my scout. So oh, that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes uh, it even better. Huh? Yeah. Um, they're a good team, good team. I mean, I think top top 12, right? Tenth in the country, okay. Um, so they've, they've, they're five and one. They lost their first game to, to Arizona, who's obviously a really good team um, at a neutral site, and they've won the last five games. Um, it's similar to us in terms of, you know, losing a couple pieces. They lost uh, an All-American point guard, Dana Evans, um, to graduation. So I think they've got some pieces that are, they're still trying to figure out. And um, they've only got one kid averaging over double figures right now. Um, and they're playing about 10, 10 people over, over um, 10 plus minutes. So I think he's just trying to figure it out and, and see who's good on, on what night. Um, but they're the best, best scoring defensive team in the country. They're holding teams to 42, you know, points per game, which, which leads the nation. Um, so we're going to have to work and, and handle their pressure and, and try to get by them and, and throw the ball inside and play inside out. Um, but it'll be good. They, they, draw, they draw a great crowd at their place. Um, sounds like traditionally we, we've been there um, more often than we probably like in the last <laughs> five or so years. So I think our, our program is familiar with them, and it's going to be a great matchup, and I cannot wait for it. That comment came from the same source where we got the turkey trot information. <laughs> Kerry Moore, Michigan assistant coach, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. We Appreciate will it. have Danielle Roush when we come back as you listen to Michigan, Inside Michigan Basketball from Learfield. For the latest on Michigan basketball, you've come to the right place. We're live on Inside Michigan Basketball. And we have Michigan women's basketball point guard Danielle Roush with us here for Pretzel Bell. And not just a point guard, but a captain. What does that honor mean to you? And, and what responsibility comes with that? Yeah, um, I think I talked a little bit about this at the Michigan Madness that we had early on in the season, but just... Being a captain, it's an unreal feeling thinking, you know, back four years ago being a freshman and, you know, the captains that I had and just now being in this position, it felt like it happened in the blink of an eye. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm obviously super, super grateful um, that coach felt that Nas and I um, were the two that to lead the team this year. Um, the responsibilities that come with that, I think, is just the biggest thing is leading by example. I think that's what the captains did my freshman year and all the years before me. So just, you know, I can't tell somebody to do something that I wouldn't do. So just, you know, really being a vocal presence, um, leading by example and just keeping everybody in line. I think, you know, with especially with the new staff and a lot of new pieces this year, even on our team, just knowing coach kind of the best out of, you know, the people that we have and understanding, you know, how she wants things done and just being an extension of her, you know, on and off the court. Yeah, Danielle, with your dad uh, playing for Coach Beeline at LeMoyne College, how much did he actually recruit you? How much did he play a role in you coming here? Yeah, um, well, this is kind of weird. We talked about it this weekend as well. Um, Coach Beeline, um, you know, was the one who went to Coach Rico and kind of, you know, pl put the plug in for me and was like, hey, you got to go check out, you know, this girl from Syracuse. And, and they did, and obviously I ended up here, but um, – 
you know, having him for the two years that I did um, freshman and sophomore year, it was, it was really great to have kind of a piece of home and, you know, my dad and him obviously go way, way back before he was big time. Um, but, uh, (laughs) but it was really great. And he was, he was super helpful. And, you know, my dad, um, you know, felt a certain type of way about him and the relationship that they had. And, you know, coming to Michigan was kind of a no brainer when it all came down to it. Uh, Coach Moore alluded to something about how important it was when you got here, your class to, to really establish something and continue the, the growth, but take it to another level. How, mm-hmm. how have you seen that come to fruition, and, and, and what does it mean to you that it did last year in, in that run to the Sweet 16, and, and so far seven games, seven wins? Yeah, I think just our class um, in general, like we just wanted to take Michigan to a whole other level. Like the people that came before us, we have such a great appreciation for them and the legacy that they built, and I hope that they see us now and think, you know, that what they did mattered because, you know, we wouldn't be where we're at if they hadn't done, you know, the hard work to get us there. Um, and we just we just had a different energy about us that we just really wanted to, to work and to take Michigan to where we knew it could be. So, you know, seeing that happen last year and, you know, putting Michigan on the map, it really – it was really, really special. And our class is not done yet. Like, we, we want to do – we hung one banner. Like, we want more than just that. And we're just always, like, looking to do more. I think that's the biggest thing. Obviously, you know, being led by Nas – um, and having a player like her in our class has helped us so much and helped the program. Um, so, you know, every day, even we still think about it, like even when we leave, like what Michigan is going to be able to do. And we just, it's just really, really on the up. That's pretty cool. We will talk to Danielle about the upward trajectory of this year's team off to a 7-0 and start, a heck of a performance down in Florida over the weekend as Inside Michigan Basketball continues after this from Learfield. Delicious food and drinks, plus Wolverines basketball talk. The Pretzel Bell is your home for inside Michigan basketball. Now, let's get back to the show. One more segment with Danielle Roush here on Inside Michigan Basketball. The Wolverines off to a 7-0 start, traveling to Louisville for the Big Ten ACC Challenge on Thursday. What do you think has been the biggest key to this 7-0 start? I think just our, our effort. And everything, you know, that first game against IUPUI, we were tested. Like, we out the gate, we went into an overtime game with a really good team, and we were tested right from the jump. So I think that was kind of a big wake-up call that, like, we have a target on our backs. Like, everyone wants to come and beat Michigan now. Um, so just, like, flipping that switch and understanding that we have to come to play every single game, and we have to play hard every single game in order to be successful. So we had some really great, you know, teams that we played earlier on, mid-major teams. So then coming down to Florida – um, and playing, you know, national teams like Oregon State and Mississippi State, it just it brought a different energy out of us, I think. You know, we know that, like, in order to be successful, we have to play Michigan basketball and be the hardest working team in America. So that's what we try to do, and, you know, that's where that 7-0 start comes from. You know, it starts with who we are as Michigan and, you know, what we are trying to accomplish. Well, Danielle, on the men's side, we have a saying of a guy that we call a glue guy. I like to call you the glue girl for, for the Michigan team simply because you need to get your flowers because you did not play at all, limited minutes as a freshman. And as, as the years progress, you're playing major minutes. And I'm so proud to say that uh, you hung in there and you're paying dividends and making a big impact for this program. Yeah, no, thank you. I really appreciate it. (laughs) 
Yeah. No, it was funny at practice today. Coach Rico was like, D, you, you were tired in that second game. I'm like, I played more minutes in these last two games than I did in two years combined. <laughs> I was tired. <laughs> so, uh, but where did that come from? I, I'm sure some of it is, is kind of self-installed and in, in knowing, hey, I'm not going to give up on this. I'm going to keep grinding. But, but who and, and what kind of helped you stay the course? Yeah, I mean – you talk about my class and just how close we are. I mean, my classmates are my best friends. Like we, you know, Emily and I, they just did a little bit of a segment on that. Just like we got through that together. And, you know, my family obviously was big supporters of me. You know, a lot of people's parents, you know, they think, they think their kid is something they're not. Um, but my parents had a pretty good understanding of who I was and what I brought to the table. And, you know, they weren't telling me, oh, no, you got to go. Like you got to transfer, like you got to get out of here. But, you know, that saying, like, those who stay, like, it really is true. And, like, I really, really believed it. And I felt like I was at Michigan for a reason. Um, so just, like, trusting that plan and, you know, being who I was and not, not letting that waver, um, I think, was the biggest thing. And just having support around me that, you know, even when we had no idea, if, you know, things were going to turn out the way that they did, just, like, trusting that process and, you know, good things were going to come out of it eventually. Yeah, Daniel, take me through that ceremony of how you felt when that banner was raised up. And uh, we always talk about how you got to keep that focal point because you could just easily lose it yeah. at that particular time. Like, hey, it's a big celebration. Let's go home. Yeah. No, I think, you know, that banner just – the Sweet 16 was something incredible and something that, you know, the Coach Rico had done at St. John's, but something that, you know, Michigan hadn't accomplished yet. So we were really, 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 really grateful to be able to accomplish that and, you know – as sweet as the Sweet 16 was, it's that's not where we want to stop. Um, we have a lot bigger goals than that. And, um, you know, a Big Ten championship is something that our class has talked about since we've been there. You know, Nicole Munger used to break the huddle our freshman year with Big Ten champs. Um, and, you know, obviously it didn't happen. Um, so we just have a new focus. You know, we want to hang more than just that Sweet 16 banner. We want, to, we want the next step. We want the Elite Eight. We want the Final Four. We want all those things. So just like keeping that in our mind and, you know, looking up and appreciating what we're able to do, but, you know, pushing forward and using that momentum to, to fuel us to do a lot bigger things. Great stuff. Danielle, we appreciate the time. Continued success and good luck Thursday at Louisville. Thank you so much. There's Danielle Roush. We're back to wrap it up from Pretzel Bell after this on Inside Michigan Basketball from Learfield. Back here at the Pretzel Bell, wrapping things up here on the first edition of Inside Michigan Basketball. We will be back at the Pretzel Bell next Wednesday. The Wolverines will be traveling on the men's side in Nebraska next Tuesday, so they will leave on Monday. So we will be back a week from Wednesday for Inside Michigan Basketball. Coming up here on many of these same stations, we have Inside Michigan Football for you. Head coach Jim Harbaugh. Both coordinators, Josh Gaddis and Mike McDonald, and offensive tackle Ryan Hayes will be along for that one with John Jansen to get ready for Michigan and Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. Michigan men's basketball hits the road for a Wednesday night clash at North Carolina. 9-15 tip-off for the Wolverines and the Tar Heels in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. One night later, it's the women's team on the road at number 10 Louisville. That is a 7 o'clock tip-off on Thursday. 
for the national champ Terry Mills, for head coach Jawan Howard, assistant coach Kerry Moore, and for point guard Danielle Rausch. I'm Brian Bush. Thanks to Tony Butler, our engineer, and Steve Goldberg, our board op. And thanks to all those who came out to join us here tonight at Pretzel Bell. This has been Inside Michigan Basketball from Learfield. Thanks for listening to tonight's edition of Inside Michigan Basketball, live from the Pretzel Bell. Whatever the occasion, Pretzel Bell is Ann Arbor's hometown favorite. Pretzel Bell on Main Street in Ann Arbor. If you missed any of tonight's show, subscribe to MGo Blue Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.